And the Emmy goes to... The Rich Eisen Show. No this manifesting thing stuff, it's starting to really work. I've been nominated for Best Studio Host. Yeah, you have! Oh, man, I, I'm a believer now, Chris. You think things and you put them out in the universe, and they happen, man. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Earlier on the show, Fox Sports NFL analyst Michael Vick. 14-year NBA veteran Muggsy Bogues. Alabama football head coach Nick Saban. Coming up, comedian Gabriel Iglesias. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show on the air live here in Los Los Angeles, California, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We'll take your phone calls in a matter of moments. Baker Mayfield has spoken for the first time uh, publicly since his uh, Cleveland, Dear Cleveland or Cleveland letter. Uh, we'll hit that on this program um, later on in this hour. That's already had Nick Saban and Muggsy Bogues and Michael Vick on. And now I turn to my right and I am thrilled to have here on the program um, um, Let's just put it this way. Freddie Freeman isn't the first Dodger to a person in Los Angeles to sell out Dodger Stadium this year. It's this man. And not only just once, but they added a second show because Dodger Stadium, the largest Major League Baseball stadium in the United States, uh, sold out so quickly they added a second date, May 6th and 7th, right here in Los Angeles, California. Gabriel Iglesias, good to see you here, sir. Hello. Good morning. Good to see you. This is awesome. This it's is awesome. awesome. It's awesome to have you here. Thank you. You got it. Uh, Dodger, brother, congratulations on, on that. So um, when's the first time you you ever went to Dodger Stadium? Uh, I was time? a kid. Uh, we won baseball tickets in a raffle, uh-huh. and my brother took me to a game. This is like, God, about 30-some-odd years ago. Yeah. And so who'd you say? Do you remember that? I couldn't. I want to say it was the Astros. I want to say it was oh, the so Astros. so they were cheating is what you're saying. You know, <laughs> that wrong? Was that too quick? Right out. I'm just trying to... Too soon? Too yeah. soon? No. <laughs> I've been in Los Angeles too much. Alex Bregman will never talk to me again. But uh, So you saw the Astros 30 years ago in Dodger Stadium. Yeah, at least. At least 30 years ago. And since then, I've been to a bunch of different games. Got a chance to catch uh, one of the World Series games against the Astros, ironically. Okay. Uh, have you done I, I won't say whether or not they were cheating. It might have been that day. It might have not. You just heard a loud bang. It was yeah. It was, it was, I thought it was the sheriff's station next door. They got a gun range. <laughs> oh man! So have you ever done a first pitch? Have you ever done a first? I've pitch? done a couple of first pitches, which is cool. But uh, I didn't try to go out there and make a point. Like you know, there's a lot of people that'll do the first pitch, and they're I guess they're trying to get discovered as they're as they're trying to live out their high school fantasy of whatever. Yeah. And I just want to get it to the plate. And so know? what happened? What did we do? Oh, I loved it. Did? I loved it. I wasn't trying to. You know, I wasn't trying to freaking throw my arm out. I'm 45, man. I'm not 25. I got nothing to prove. You know, it went from A to B. I don't want to be like 50 Cent and they hit hit the you know, oh my hit God. the guy selling popcorn. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not it, trying to do that. That's right. What was that one guy one year, Chris? Somebody hit hit a, a photographer in the nuts or something like that. The in mayor Boston of Cincinnati or something, like or something. I feel I like he had happened. a terrible. Yeah, you don't well. you don't want to do that. No, no. And by the way, if you can aim and hit a photographer in the nuts, you, you got a whole different skill. By the way, that's, that's <laughs> whole different skill. I know Kanye wishes he had that skill. <laughs> It takes the ceremony out of the first pitch when you do just that. A dit, just a little it, bit. It becomes a little bit more serious. So uh, when, uh, how did uh, um, a Dodger Stadium gig come to be? How did that first happen? Uh, well, I, I think it's like anything. You know, you start off at a certain place, and then once you outgrow that, then you go to whatever's next, and then you outgrow that, and you go to whatever's next. So originally starting off in here in Los Angeles, yeah. doing shows in garages and and next to swimming pools, performing outside of a, and patios and just yeah. wherever I could do shows. Because in the beginning, I wasn't allowed to perform in comedy clubs. You had to be t- over 21. 
And I started when I was 20. So I had a year of just trying to find a gig doing anywhere, doing anything for anyone. And I didn't say no. I didn't say no to anything. And just little by little, eventually got into clubs, then eventually got into theaters, then into arenas. And then it was, you know, we did two Staples Centers when it was Staples Center. And so we're like, now that we're back from COVID, uh, we have been out of the market for a while. So we said, let's try to do something that that outdoes that last thing we did. And Netflix reached out and had this idea about Dodger Stadium. And I'm like, well, we had been talking about wanting to do something that's the next level. And, well, let's. Why not? It's a, it's a, you know, it's a good risk. Right. And then uh, who's the one who's called you up and said, hey, we got to do another one. We got to add another date. Uh, I think that I was mean, me once we sold out. I'm like, yeah, we need a second one because there's still there were still two I'm months not, left. So I, I was like, so I guess who's the one who called you up and said you're sold out? Because I, I, I'd imagine again, I know you're. That would be my very, manager. His name is Joe Malash. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give him a little, so, a little shout out, Joe. Okay. Put your name out there so people start but calling But that'd you. be so cool for you, though. <laughs> that had to be amazing, though. I can only imagine, you know, look, I, I know you're incredibly successful, but I mean, when you say I want to go fill up the house in Dodger Stadium, you know, a, just your first thought might have to be, okay, let's see how it goes. And then you get, now you have to do two. That's so cool. That It's incredible. Like yeah, a, like it's, and it still set. hasn't registered, but I, I know it's going to be something that I'm never going to forget. It's the biggest thing I've ever done in my career, and the best part is that it's, it's, it's home. So if the show goes great, awesome. And if it sucks, then it's a short drive to my bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, the traffic is, and you can't leave early. Like you can't like leave early to beat the traffic. <laughs> you know, what I mean? you can't leave early to beat the traffic. I've got Gabriel Iglesias here on the Rich Eisen show. Okay, so. Um, you're you're gonna be doing Dodger Stadium. That is so cool. How how did you you just said you you had to get I guess you got carded when you were starting your career. How did you get started? When did you get? Uh, I started April tenth of nineteen ninety seven. Remember the uh, date? Yes. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. You just my, had your anniversary. my anniversary was on Sunday. Twenty five years. So I think it's kind of cool. Twenty five years. You know, usually twenty five years equals retirement. And for me at this point, it equals the biggest thing I've ever done. So I, I still think I got some uh, gas left in the tank to keep going a little bit more. Right. Uh, but yeah, I started uh, back in 1997. There was no social media, uh, which I think is cool because I know the world of being an entertainer with social media. And I know and I remember what, what it was like without. And it's a double edged sword. Yes. So I appreciate it and respect it for what it is. But I also know it's kind of scary. OK. And so you got who was your fir- what was your first gig? Like, who are you? My first gig. Who would you open for? I didn't open for anybody. I was uh, I was just trying to do shows wherever I could. My first gig was in uh, Long Beach. Uh, I went up on stage. The uh, MC for a show didn't show up one night, and I was pushed up on stage because a buddy of mine said, you had always wanted to be a comedian. Right. Here's your chance. They need somebody. Go. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I went up there, and fortunately, it was a fight or flight, and I flew. So So who? why, why did you always want to be a comedian? Who was it this? was something that I just loved. I was a little kid watching Eddie Murphy Raw, which is probably not what you should be watching at 10. <laughs> uh, yeah, a 10-year-old at home babysitting himself. I was a latchkey kid, which I think now is called abuse. Um, <laughs> I was home by myself watching Eddie Murphy Raw, and I was inspired. To, I, like, I want that. I want to be able to go up on stage. I want to do voices and characters and have fun and have people just cheering. And, and I really loved everything about it. And so I got a chance to do a school talent show, and it went over well. I just did impressions. And basically, I was imitating Eddie Murphy without, without the cuss words. Right. And uh, it went over really well. And I knew that I had something there. And then, you know, years later, I got to go up on stage and, uh, like, do it for real. Yeah. And I just I never stopped. Have you ever crossed paths with Eddie Murphy? I've never crossed paths with Eddie Murphy in 25 years. Uh, we have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, similar friends. You know sure. what I mean? But I've never had, had an opportunity to meet him. All right. I mean, one day, Eddie, come on. You never know. I mean, 
Um, so, okay, then, and so who was the first, what was the first big break then for you? First big break. Oh, yeah. there's a lot of those, uh, you know, a lot of steps. The first time I got to be on Comedy Central, um, it was on a TV show called Make Me Laugh, which was an old show from the 70s and 80s. I remember that. And they brought it back. And, I remember uh, the, the guy who was hosting was Bobby Van back in the day when I, because I'm 52. I remember watching Make Me Laugh, and that was something that I always thought would be so difficult to do, right? I mean, obviously, when you're doing stand-up, it's make me laugh every night. You just mm-hmm. don't see the people, you know, through the, because the light's on. Yeah, you you're not two feet them. away from them. That's right. And, and then they're not also sitting there and saying, make me laugh. They've already paid money. So you figure that they're there to laugh, yeah. right? And, and the whole premise of the show uh, is basically, and you already know, uh, yeah. it's one-on-one. So you have to run out in front of the, the person who's sitting in a chair and this person's being paid not to laugh. Yes. They get rewarded for not <laughs> laughing and you got to stand in front of them and try to make them laugh and you yes. have one minute to do it. So yes. if you can crack them, then they don't get paid. But if they stay stone faced, then, yeah. then they make money. So that's a lot of extra pressure. I would agree. Yeah, I know. Okay. So then you've done that and I, I'm, I'm so thrilled. So now that you're in a, in a Dodger stadium, let's say you're going, what is your pet peeve at a ball game? when you're a fan oh man like what drives you nuts yeah well and going. it's hard because people are excited uh people right next to you or behind you screaming just yeah random things right and it's you can't help it you're at a game that's that's what you're supposed to do so it's kind of like uh all right okay oh for me anyway uh yes. the main one is when i go to the bathroom and people want to have full-blown conversations <laughs> when i'm just you know i'm just trying to make this happen you know, and it's one thing if you're standing, but when you're sitting, that's a whole different level of concentration that I need. And they want to have full blown conversations about that. And I'm just like, ah, when you're doing one, well, both it? one and two, because, wow. you know, if they Come see on. me, they, if somebody will see me going into the stall, that that's just because the door closes doesn't mean that I'm closed off. You know, there's still that space underneath. And I've had people go, Yoo-hoo! and I'm like, Really? <laughs> I don't know, because to me, <laughs> all right, well, we'll put the camera underneath, and I'm just like, oh, my God. While we're on the subject here. Can I get a quick selfie? Yeah, can I get a No, seriously, people, I've done so many restroom selfies. Oh, <laughs> to me, to me, and I, I will go here right now. I mean, we're, the, the, if the figurative door is open here, Gabriel Iglesias, um, that if I'm going into a stall at a public event, there's something seriously up that requires commitment for me to actually do this thing and i think that would automatically show that you don't want to be bothered at all am i wrong yeah i got a situation yeah i need my five ten minutes right yeah at a public spot right you know where a there's game like a game or a concert yeah, or if wherever, it's a game there's a hundred people like, in there on. too at least it's, right? there's constantly people coming in and out you know going in and out but uh, for me like i have to seriously be at the point where i have no no self-control in me to have to go do that. Because, you know, you don't want to go at a, at a anywhere public. You don't want to go. You want to go at home. You want to go at home where you can take, where you can get butt naked and just sit there, you know, and start the dog if you got one and just be like, yeah, I know. Um, and then you can jump in the shower straight, you know, wash off the shame. But, but when you're at a, a public event like that, you, yeah. you don't want to have to go in there. And if you do, you just know like, oh, I just need to do this as quick as possible. I don't want to be in here. But sometimes people don't respect that little door, that little wall. No, know? no. And, so, and you strike me again um, as one of the most well-adjusted comedians I've ever met. Thank you. You're very welcome. Um, and so uh, you probably want to give your fan who's coming up to you what they want. But at this point in time, though. 
and I'll and even tell him. I'll, I'll tell him, hey, let me finish this mission, and when I come out, <laughs> you are going to get the happiest, freshest dude. Just give me, you know, just give, give me a couple minutes, please. Oh, my and say, But at an event like that, there's so many people, and then they'll say, well, I got to get back to my seat. Well, I'm sorry. I got I to gotta pinch one off, you know? It's just, I, I don't even want to be in here, but... <laughs> Yes, that's a pet peeve, okay. But nothing at a game or anything like that? No, nah, not Down really. Down in front, I mean, nothing like that sort of business? Oh, any, really? You know, sitting, uh, if you have a, a seat, I mean, anywhere to ballpark okay. is, is a good seat. Okay, look at you. Uh, who's your favorite Dodger? Who's been your, who's your favorite Dodger of all time? I, like your guy, I, I, your guy, Gabriel I'm, try, I'm trying to say guy. his name right so I don't mess up. Uri, Urias. Uh-huh. Urias. And that's probably because I got to throw the pitch at him. Is that right? Oh, nice. Is that so? That was cool. He's the one who caught it for yeah, you? Yeah, he's the one that caught it. Okay. And then he came up to me and he started speaking Spanish. And I'm like, yes, I speak Spanish. Mira, nomás. Este, you know, so we started talking Spanish and stuff. And then everyone was like, what are they saying? And we're like, yeah, we're, we're making plans. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was very cool, very nice. Look at the photo right there. So you got the glasses. You got it all there. And then this is the one where you lobbed it in? Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it. Uh, one, the one year I did the, uh, the uh, first pitch, Chris was there. Um, there was uh, a, an uh, well, I guess it was an outfielder turned. It was a catcher, a backup catcher, backup yeah. catcher, uh, soon to become the closer, Kenley Jansen, and it was again. You got an actual star pitcher of the Dodgers to catch you. They sent some scrub out to catch Sorry. me. <laughs> but the way no, the way I look at it though is I turned him into a star. There you go. That's, what, that's a great way to put it. That's the way, uh, there's no question in my mind that after uh, Kenley Jansen caught my cheese that was awful, that he sat there thinking, I will never let this happen again. I need to become a star closer and never have to do this again. So I think I inspired him. That's the way I look at that. Thank you, Gabriel. I appreciate that. What was Magic Mike XXL like, man? Oh, that wow. Is... I did not expect that question from you. Um, <laughs> what? Magic Mike. Uh, <laughs> How about that one? I got to do, uh, I got to do uh, both Magic Mikes, the first one and the second one. And uh, I'm, I'm the only actor in the film that didn't get naked, so you're welcome. <laughs> I tell people it's called Magic Mike, not Tragic Mike, so we don't right. need to open that door. Um, being in that film was, was something else because, I mean, I love the fact that they had to be very strict with their diets. And so craft services was very interesting because you'd see one table covered with just like straight up vegetables, no dressings. I mean, they had to eat super clean in order to stay looking the way that they did. They were working out all day long. They had rubber bands and weights the whole time we were on set and eating the food. But then right next to that was the other table for the non-naked actors. And that was that was a good time because I didn't have to share. (laughs) <laughs> so that's where you got your feedback on on that front? nice <laughs> is that what it was so manganello and everybody else is just all all of them they had to stay very strict and it was funny because on the last day of filming the first magic mike yes um matthew mcconaughey actually ordered uh god like 20 bags of rallies for all the guys to eat just they were eating so clean that on that last day as soon as they yelled it's a wrap all the food came ah all the food came. And at that point, I'm like, yeah, whatever. And they're like, you're not eating? Dude, I ate all freaking the whole time. <laughs> Enjoy. Oh, man. Those movies were great. Yeah. And Soderbergh is, is a, you know, is a decorated director that you can possibly have. So yeah. And he's a big cool. fan of Volkswagens. Uh, yeah, that's, oh, that's that right? yeah. He's got a Volkswagen. I, I want to say it's a 1960. I could be wrong. Uh, Bug, he would drive this same car mm-hmm. to the set every single day. 
And we were waiting like, okay, that's the, that's his Monday car. Let's see what he brings on Tuesday. Yeah. And it was the same car and same car Wednesday and Thursday. And I'm like, I found it interesting that he was only driving that car. Mm-hmm. That's his daily driver. Right. And did you ask him about it? Or anything? Yeah. We, he's just, he just loves them. And I'm, you know, I, this was before I started collecting Volkswagens. Yeah. And so it was one of those like, okay, I get it. But uh, it's not very reliable. I mean, it's an old car and you, right. know, you spend more time pushing it than you do, you know, riding in it. <laughs> so you collect Volkswagens now? Yes. what you said? I have a collection of about 30 Volkswagen buses. Buses? Wow. Yes. 20, 21 and 23 window buses. What do you do with them? It's a museum. I built a museum at my house. What? I know. There's <laughs> random things right here. You thought I just got naked in movies, or not really. <laughs> no, I'm a big Volkswagen collector. Uh, I got started uh, through Jay Leno. Jay Leno uh, inspired me to start collecting cars. Yes. Uh, he says, what are you doing with your money? And I go, well, you know, I'm just kind of... He goes, well, if you've ever thought about, you know, cars, he says, it's a great investment. Uh, you get to enjoy it and you get to see where it's at at all times. Right. And I figured since I didn't have a cocaine habit, I, I might as well spend it somewhere. <laughs> and, and so I started collecting Volkswagen buses and now I have literally a museum of cars. Do you drive one regularly? I drive, I drive all of them a little bit here and there. Uh, you know, clearly the there's only uh, so many miles you can go before you, there's yes. questions and issues. Uh, and I've broken down in pretty much all of them. And the one that I thought was dependable left me in San Juan Capistrano. So, yeah, fortunately, oh. you make friends with tow truck drivers. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, can you? Well, um, no, there's no three A's in your name. OK. Otherwise, that. Trip, be, yeah. yeah Trip, AAA. Trip, AAA and that. Hey, man, uh, congratulations on all your success. Thank you. Anytime you want to come back in here, you're. More, more than welcome anytime. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And I know I said this off air, but this place is way bigger in person because you see it on TV and it like it looks massive. It really is. It's it's <laughs> it's a nice little man cave that it's we big. built here, and yeah. it's filled with stuff that my wife says, you know where that would look better? Not over here. there. Over yeah. There. <laughs> It's filled with stuff that I, you know, thank goodness we have it because I don't know where I'd put any of this the stuff. The biggest flex I ever put in my man cave was a urinal, FYI. I just thought I'd let you know. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yes, a urinal because I could not have one at home. Is that right? Yeah. So She said, this is not a truck stop. I do not want a urinal here. I said, all right. Well, I get up a lot at night to pee, so good luck in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, I'm Fantastic. looking at the, the, the fluffy yes. museum with yes. all the V-dubs, and yeah. man, this is... This is impressive. There's a black and red VW bus. Okay. Or this one. Some of these are incredible, man. Okay. It's literally a museum. Fantastic. It really is. Well, great, man. Congratulations on that. Again, uh, the dates at Dodger Stadium, May 6th and 7th. I don't know. I'm giving them out because they're all sold out. But you're going to Vegas this weekend, Macon, Georgia, Birmingham, Alabama, and the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans coming up uh, the week after that. Fluffyguy.com for more tour dates and ticket information for Gabriel Iglesias. Great to see you, sir. Thank you. Thanks for coming here. Phone lines are all lit. We'll take your phone calls when we come back at 844-204-RICH. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased 
in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Let's take some phone calls right here uh, on the program. Andrew in Minneapolis here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Andrew? Hey, Rich. Hey, boys. How we doing? What's going on? What's on your mind? Andrew. Congrats on the Timberwolves. Congrats on the T-Wolves. Hey. Hey. It's a real dreary day in Minneapolis right now, but it does not matter. Attaboy. Attaboy. Yeah, I just wanted to thank you for coming to our defense. You know, we're real hype about this, and we're kind of starving for some playoff uh, action. And, you know, when uh, the Minnesota miracle happened, I I broke my couch, spearing my friend... uh, into the couch with a bear hug and uh i just want to break some more furniture that's all you know what man i i I don't i don't have a problem with the the massive celebration Uh, i i just uh i you know it's just a tnt set the set the tone they were having their fun with it last night i guess some other nba players are watching it and yeah you know whatever uh, we don't care okay (laughs) okay whatever we don't care i like it that might be a new drop thanks for the call appreciate it Right there. Stay strong. I appreciate that. You know, um, I don't mind their celebration at all. You got to have... when The phrase um, from one of the greatest Mel Brooks movies ever. His first, The Producers. Mm. Zero Mostel plays Max Bialystok. And... God bless you. That's no, Max Bialystok. <laughs> He, he was a, uh, a uh, Broadway producer who fell on hard times. And he found his accountant, played by Gene Wilder, Leo Bloom, this young man who comes into his office and <clears throat> he doesn't know how to really handle the bombastic Lee, uh, Zero Mostel. And um, Max Bialystok was trying to tell him to say it with his chest. And he said, when you got it, Flaunt it. Flaunt it, baby. When you got it, flaunt it. And I've always taken that to heart. The Timberwolves got it. They flaunt it. You should flaunt it. Okay. And then as you play, see that all the time. We see it all the time. Play and win. Guys, we see it all we see it all the time in sports. You don't like it, stop it. You don't like it, stop it. And they're excited. You got it. Flaunt it. I won the uh, fantasy basketball league. I'm mentioning it no, no nonstop. We're still talking about it. I know because I keep bringing it up. <laughs> but it was a play-in game. So what? 
So what? I mean, if they upset, who are they playing? The Grizzlies? If they upset the Grizzlies, cool. That's awesome. That's reason to go nuts. So what? That's all I'm saying. So what? Jake in Wisconsin will take your call. What's up, Jake? How are you? Hey, Rich. How's it going, man? I'm well. How are you? Jake. Doing good. Big fan. Big fan. Thank you. Right. Uh, uh, so I'm from Wisconsin, but big uh, diehard Lions fan. Oh, my God. Uh, sorry. Yeah. That was my first reaction. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, baby. I know it. I know it. It's uh, an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mel Kuyper has us taking a mod Gardner in, at the mm-hmm. second pick. Um, I'm more of a Kayvon Thibodeau guy myself, but could really see uh, Jermaine Johnson moving up the board. I'm just wondering what your take would be if we took Ahmad Gardner, how bad of a decision that would be. Well, be bad. it would be a bad – Jake, I don't know if you're, you're new around these parts, but if you are, we love you. Thanks for calling. Um, but uh, it would be a bad decision because I want him for the Jets at fourth. That's what I want. Rich, we were actually going to spring this on you that uh, Mel released this today and had Sauce go in second. Put up his uh, mock draft. Thanks for Jake. Thanks Would you mind Jake, put, though, put up for, his uh, mock draft for getting it out there? Did you right? hang up on him? Is that what happened? Did you Del Tufo this poor guy? You gave me the cue. I didn't give you any cue. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Uh, oh, that is the cue. Okay, yeah. nice. All right. Professional. She's got Aiden Hutchinson Sorry, one, Sauce Gardner two, Trevon Walker three, and the Jets go Kayvon Thibodeau. Oh my God. I don't know, man. I I I, I hear such a and Drake London though. I, I, I used to get your wide out. I guess Malik Willis sixth overall to Carolina. Wow, man. Wow. That would be a shocker. That would shake up Vegas if that happens. That would also be a hell of a reach, one would think. And then you go, what, Sam Darnold until this kid's ready? Oh, my goodness. Yikes. And as you know, they don't have a pick until the fourth round afterwards. This is why you take your you take your guy when you can. If you believe in him, just go for it and just jump. Now, two visits are being made today that are going to affect a lot. Mm-hmm. Not just in Las Vegas on the first night of the draft, but maybe the Friday night of the draft because these guys may drop or one of them may drop, or neither of them drop, and that allows somebody else to be available on the second night of the draft. Thursday and Friday of the draft are big nights, not just for these franchises who may or may not choose a quarterback, but for Baker Mayfield. When the Browns decided to go in the direction of Deshaun Watson and leave Baker Mayfield feeling pissed, and he sent out his letter to Cleveland. This is when they initially started going down the path of meeting with Deshaun Watson. And the letter to Cleveland comes out, and don't forget, Watson then was out on the Browns until the last minute when he's making his decision and the Browns told Watson what he wanted to hear, which is every dollar's guaranteed, two hundred thirty million of them guaranteed. Cha-ching. Right, and so in between all that, I imagine the Browns might have told Baker, "We're out. You know, we need, we need." I think, if I'm not mistaken, the way it all went down uh, was Browns are interested. He says, "Cleveland, I'm out." 
then Cleveland is told they're out, and then Cleveland's back in. I can only imagine the way that was communicated to Mayfield that leaves him feeling the way that he does today. And the way that he feels today is not just because of Cleveland moving on from him, but he's sitting in limbo. And I told you when that all happened and the Colts went and acquired Matt Ryan that that left no spots available at the moment where a team is absolutely needing a starting quarterback for 2022. That left him no seats. That left him Seattle trying to figure it out. That left him any other place that might be thinking about a quarterback competition, Carolina potentially being one of them. But today, Kenny Pickett's in Carolina. And Desmond Ritter is in Seattle. Those are the top 30 visits you're hearing about right now. Those are the two visits right now that are happening today. And if Carolina loves Pickett and they take him sixth overall, I know Mel Kuyper put out there today on his mock draft, it's Malik Willis. That would be something. Yeah. Because then Pickett might wind up number 20 overall to Pittsburgh, and we all know that New Orleans moved into the middle of the second first round for a second choice using next year's draft capital to do that. They did that for a reason. Potentially, maybe they do love Willis or they do love Pickett, and now they'll have the firepower to potentially move up to five for the Giants. But they could have just knocked on the Giants' door, I would imagine, and given them what they gave to um, Philadelphia for the right to come back into this draft. But they might have actually had to give up both first-round picks to get up to the Giants, which they now have. We'll see how it all plays out. But if the Seattle Seahawks meet Desmond Ritter face-to-face in their facility today and he impresses and leaves John Schneider and Pete Carroll with an affinity for him, deeper than the one they already had, then it doesn't matter how much money the Browns cut off of their salary cap to defray the cost of of acquiring Baker Mayfield's contract. doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter how much the Browns are willing to eat off of Mayfield's contract to trade him to Carolina if Carolina falls head over heels for Pickett or Willis. And then I don't know where that leaves Baker Mayfield. And I'm sure that all of this has been laid out for him as he sat down on the You Never Know podcast. Is that the podcast? that would Yeah, You Never Know. And this is the exchange that's uh, clanking around the internets today. Right now, it's like I really, truly, honestly have no regrets of my time in Cleveland of what I tried to give to that place. Right. And true Clevelanders and true Browns fans know, know that. And that's why I can walk away from the whole situation feeling like I... I did it. And now, do you feel like do you feel like the way the office has handled it has been disrespectful to you, given what's given where you came in and where they are now? And uh, I mean, yeah, the respect thing is like it, it's all it's all going to be like a personal opinion. Yeah, like, and I don't. Like no, I, I feel disrespected, hundred mm-hmm. percent, because I was told one thing and they completely did another. That's what I'm in the middle of right now. And you know what? Okay, I got I got my taste of it because I've had four different head coaches in four years, a bunch of different coordinators. I've had. Talk about the highs. They always come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they always come back. <laughs> always yeah. Come back. But like, I mean, I had great times my rookie year. Like, I didn't, I didn't start in the beginning. I came in and got to have fun the back half of the year. Twenty nineteen sucked. Twenty twenty was great. Made the playoffs. Twenty twenty one was miserable. It's like, whew, yeah. 
I'm just looking for stabilization right now. And like, I know what I need to do for right. me to be, to be the best version of me right. and to be able to lead an organization. And like, I'm in a good place right now. Right. To where like, I have no clue where I'm going. Yeah, I, he's, I don't think you can argue with anything you just said right there, right? I, I, you, know, you really can't. I mean, uh, again, the, the subtext of any conversation with Mayfield or about Mayfield ha- will always get down to the unknown. We have no idea what was going on in that locker room, right? What happened where Odell Beckham disappears off the face of the planet and then reappears in the Los Angeles Rams Super Bowl run and winds up looking like the old Odell Beckham to the point where he was in line for the MVP in a Super Bowl before his knee gave out. Where did that all go so wrong? How does it all go so wrong? Is it the offense? Is it the scheme? Is it the quarterback? Is it Baker? The the, the whole aspect of not working out for Baker Mayfield, how much of it is on because everything else you just said right there is spot on accurate. Doesn't matter if you're a Heisman Trophy winner. It doesn't matter how much you succeeded at the collegiate level. If you go into the NFL and have four different head coaches in four years and a front office that, it, that changes hands, certainly from the guy who drafted you for the coach who perhaps didn't want you, and then the coach who then you get because they bounced the coach who didn't want you, is a guy who's never done it before and is so not ready for prime time in Freddie Kitchens, and that's the guy. And then they bring in another guy who's coach of the year, but they bring in Odell who doesn't work out, and the coach of the year suddenly, what? Doesn't want you anymore? Figures out it can't work out anymore? That they go in Deshaun Watson's direction with everything hanging over him and give him the contract that blows up the way the NFL does business? And I'm sure if he's saying that he was told one thing and another thing happened, if I'm not mistaken, during the timeline, there was a 24-hour period of Browns told they're out. Browns are being told they're back in. Or they put themselves back in the game by guaranteeing every last dollar. That there was a period of time where... Browns are like, we're going to stick with Mayfield. We're going to try and get him in. And the word was Mayfield told him, get the hell out of here with that. I'm not, I'm not your guy anymore. And then the conversation was, well, even if he holds out, he, we know he's ours and we'll make it work. Like there was that nether region of this entire episode where Mayfield was the guy they needed back. And he wasn't coming. And I'm wondering if that also led to, you know one way out of this problem of a Mayfield potential holdout is let's get Watson anyway. (laughs) And that's where maybe the communication broke down. But somebody's going to get somebody with a huge-ass chip on his shoulder. And the question is, is how is he going to fare in your new system? And the question is, is who? Because if you're Seattle and you love Desmond Ritter and you want to get multiple years of contractual control with him, or you're Carolina and you love Kenny Pickett and you want to get multiple years of contractual control with him and you love Malik Willis and you want to get contractual control with him, do you do that? Or do you go for somebody who you're probably going to get on the cheap 
because the Browns are going to have to eat a hefty amount of that salary. And do you do that instead of getting the guy? You're on the clock, and it's Desmond Ritter. If we don't get him here, we may not get him. What do you do? Well, we got Mayfield in our back pocket. Let's do that. I don't know. I don't know. But the draft is a huge piece of the Mayfield puzzle. I told you guys the minute that Ryan went to Indianapolis or that I didn't think Indianapolis was interested in him. And he was, remember, the Cleveland letter came out and it's like, he wants Indianapolis. Yeah. That's what he it, wants out to Indianapolis. Like. And it made sense. I'm like, why not go to Frank Reich? Why not go to a team yeah. that has that running game? Why not go to a team that minus Carson Wentz in the final two weeks of the season was ready to be that proverbial team you didn't want to face in the playoffs, just like the Niners turned out to be. But if he didn't go there, I'm like, I don't think he's going anywhere before the draft. And I don't think if the draft goes a certain way, he's going to go anywhere after it either. Unless somebody wants to get him and have him compete with somebody who? Like the kid you just drafted? With Carson Wentz? Even though you got, what, Heineke sitting there? You know what I mean? Like, uh, where does he go? Tampa? Maybe if Arians was still there, I don't know. Because Brady's not going to be there for a while, whether he wants to retire or wind up apparently in this Bermuda Triangle Miami Dolphins rumor that's going on out there. I don't know where Baker's going to wind up. So that last part of the soundbite, it's like, I don't know where I'm going to go. That's fact. I don't know either. But today's visits are are huge on that front. Huge. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. What do you think on all that? We'll take your phone calls as we wrap up this uh, very... Busy Wednesday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Back with more in a moment. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. I forget which year it was. I forget what year it was. I did watch a game in RFK between Washington and Dallas, and it was incredible. Unbelievable. Callaway Rogue Irons, there's a whole bunch of Rogue Irons, new Callaway Rogue Irons, their longest irons ever, the new Rogue ST. There's one for you. 
Okay, there's four different offerings, and you can find the one that fits your game. The most popular iron of the bunch of the new Rogue um, ST irons is the ST Max. Widest range of players, refined game improvement, shaping an incredible combination of speed, forgiveness, and all-around performance. But if you're a low- to single-digit handicapper, there's the Rogue ST Pro that's going to give you the hollow body construction and a sleep, compact player shape you're looking for. The best game improvement model from Callaway is the Rogue ST Max OS, which gives mid to high handicappers total forgiveness with high launch, wide soles, and enhanced offset. And there's the Max OS Lite, their most forgiving high launch iron. It comes with wider soles, increased lofts, and a lightweight package for players with lower, slower swing speeds. No other irons perform like the new Rogue ST irons. Find your Rogue ST irons at CallawayGolf.com slash go rogue. Let's go to Randy in Twin Cities in uh, Minnesota, in the Twin Cities. What's up, Randy? Hey, Rich. Good afternoon. What's going on? And uh, I am a Dallas Cowboys fan. And if the Washington Redskins or Washington Commanders now go over the next 10 years, that's just fine with me. Okay. So I yeah, feel you, Randy. That's I my feel perspective. You. Okay. What that's else? also the reason that I called because uh, I'm a contrarian when it comes to Minnesota sports. Um, my uh, I'm a transplant uh, from West Texas. Okay. And, uh, uh, my colleagues refer to me as Minnesota sports haters. So I find joy when they get a little bit of success because it's usually followed seven days later by some disaster. Wow. So, um, I take a lot of joy in that. Um, I've been up here for over 20 years. Damn. Surrounded by Vikings fans. So, uh, But my team down in Dallas doesn't have much to brag about either. And you can't use the uh, three Super Bowls in the 90s anymore do you so. hate do you hate lakes too Randy? no it's beautiful up here okay that's good all right very good the weather the weather in april this month is horrible but it's beautiful up here october's okay. the best time to visit up oh, here. very good so, well, I, I hope to anyway. be there I hope and, to be randy there. you can oh, use the three super bowls in the 90s because that's so, all we have so all right? you can't own them so, so that's all we got so you have a problem you have a problem with what do you have a problem with watching the timberwolves celebrate last night the way that they celebrated no i i like it because you know next week something bad probably happened to them so <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's called john morant all right Thanks for the call. Job Appreciate it. it. <laughs> it's called Morant. He's a glass half uh, empty type guy. Damn. <laughs> All right. I like his guy. All though. right. Yeah, he can Might have, have trouble getting a reservation in town after that phone call. <laughs> Let's go to Martin in Denver, Colorado, where people are not happy with me. What's up, Martin? <laughs> hey, Rich. It's an honor to speak to you. Thank you. Big fan of the show. Love, every, love you. Love everything you stand for. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Well, Sure. Now, with all due respect. Oh, boy. <laughs> I love it. The Las Vegas Raiders made me cringe and actually put my head down on my desk for a minute. Why? Come on. They are still the fourth best roster from top to bottom in that division. They have plenty of holes on defense and the offensive line that's going to cause an issue for them. KC still the class of the division, even though I'm a Bronco fan, and it kills me to say that. Why do you say that? But, why do you say that? Because, again, uh, the reason why I have the Chiefs even in the top five is because of Mahomes and Reed and Kelsey and that offensive line. Defensively, I think missing Ty, Tyron Matthew is going to be huge. Maybe they know uh, better. I don't, I don't know. That, but Mahomes has ripped our hearts out over here for quite some time. Right. And so until we're able to beat them, we've got to give them the respect they're due. But ultimately, in January, when you're wrong – uh, is there okay. going to be some accountability taken on your end? I will be more than day? happy. And listen, uh, I wanted to know, uh, uh, April 12th, I made this call on April 12th. Let's see what the draft says and let's see what happens during training <laughs> camp. I, I, I might absolutely jump off all of this. 
and see and see what happens. But um, I I I like their plan to stick with Carr. Um, and and Devonte Adams might be you know uh, let's call it a problem for you. You know I think that's a problem oh, yeah. for everybody there in Las Vegas. No, they'll be better, but uh, yes, I hope you come to your senses. Okay, so, thanks yeah. very much. Better, and by the way, a team that was uh, seventh overall and wound up or and wound up. Um, or they wound up more than better than seventh overall. They wound up fifth overall in the AFC last year. They were a top five team in the AFC last year, were they not? Correct. So I just bumped them up to three. That's all. I made them a division winner. That's all. That's they were. They, I was about to say it wasn't seventh overall. That that last game, you know, they tied. They could have been right around there. They wound up as a five seed, and they went into Cincinnati and had the ball to try and win it. At the end, all that Cincinnati fun almost didn't happen. Yeah, Rich, uh, Derek Carr spoke a little bit ago, said he only wanted to be a Raider. Uh, quote, I'm either going to be a Raider or I'm going to be playing golf. I don't want to play anywhere else. Okay. By the way, he's now got the uh, cash for a membership wherever he wants. You think he'll be uh, getting that Top Shot membership anytime soon? Nice. I think so. Um, <laughs> I mean, the one, the one at the MGM I have also is, heard ooh. from uh, a, a certain county um, in Chief's Kingdom. Oh. Uh, during, I believe, let's get the timestamp. During Right before Gabriel Iglesias joined this program, oh, I received did, uh, a text. Did Eric uh, text you? Um, a certain Modern Family <laughs> Emmy Award winner. Hey, now. He's a diehard Chiefs fan. Um Took the screen grab, I believe, the Sunday Night Football Twitter account made of my top five picks, and we greatly appreciate the uh, social media friendship with our friends at NBC Sports. Love that here on NBC Sports They're on Peacock. All about our day. top five. List, I love right? it. Uh, we're 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 like this. We see each other, and uh, he sent me that um, text via text. He sent that screen grab. He wrote underneath, "Is this true?" Oh. Did you send him the video? Uh, I wrote back, it is. And he wrote back three more words. Uh Uh-oh. How dare you? (laughs) Not suck at Eisen. No. How dare you? How dare you? you? Well. And, again, I'm just, right now, they might draft somebody in the first round at wide receiver who would be dynamic. We won't know until the fall, but we might say that's a good one. And then... You know, I just don't know, man. They were having trouble being consistent offensively with Tyreek Hill last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Should I say uh, you're in the top five at least because of Mahomes and, and Kelsey and, and Andy? Right? So there's all of that. What's our final poll results over there, Christopher? Uh, over there for final, final poll results, guys. Uh, quarterback under the most pressure heading into the 2022 season. 39% Dak Prescott. Hey! <laughs> 20, 28% Aaron Rodgers. 21% Russell Wilson. 11% Derek Carr. You can't, you can't accuse me of placing my thumb on the scale on that one because I, I chose Russell Wilson, and he finished third behind Aaron Rodgers, who you think has the most pressure, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. And um, <laughs> and TJ, it's Dak. Dak wins. Of course. Because like hey. I said, the thing about the Cowboys is love us, hate us, everyone's got an opinion. And they usually move any poll that we 
Do you want to put out a poll with putting Mahomes in instead of Dak and see what the results are? Sure. It's too How late it changes now. everything? No, no. It's, what do you well, mean it's too late? We'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. No, do it. What do you mean do it tomorrow? Do it today. Settle down <laughs> just a little bit. What do we care? It's our Twitter feed. We get to do what we do. Yeah, it. No, I mean, he's got a point. <laughs> All right. Who cares? Underneath. What do you want me to say? Like, because TJ's upset? No. No. <laughs> just put it out no, there. I'm not. Uh, people might not see the other one. You don't have to attach it to the You don't have to attach it to the other You don't to attach? I was going to attach. Again, Chris, do what you might do. order in the drive-thru. You know wrong. how I feel about these poll questions anyway. You do hate them. You want to do. But that you ask me about them, but then you also say you hate them. Yeah, that's confusing. <laughs> Sending out mixed signals. Just, All right. Rich, real quick, uh, Clayton Kershaw is perfect through six. No kidding. Did you know who he went to high school with? Just a, who? Who? Yeah. Who? Uh, Matthew Stafford. No, he did. Yeah. He's got always. Scotty Scheffler? That's where he went to school. Also. Steve Stifler? Kershaw's oh. perfect through six, huh? Yeah. 12 Ks in Minnesota. Here we go. Now, baby. how long before he gets pulled because of oh, yeah, the numbers? No, oh, jeez. <laughs> Heaven forbid. Yeah. All right. We he has come 69 back, pitches. We come back Thursday. We'll have lots to talk about.